Chapter 32 of Titus, A Comrade of the Cross. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Sarah Swart. Titus, A Comrade of the Cross by Florence M. Kingsley. Chapter 32 Mary, the mother of Jesus, was sitting motionless at the window of her chamber, her dark eyes fixed on the distant horizon. The look on her face was that of one who had suffered beyond the limit of human endurance, and to whom had come some heavenly panacea. Its peace was the peace of heaven. As she sat thus musing within herself, someone entered the room and softly approached. It was Stephen. Kneeling lightly at her side, he lifted the waxen fingers which lay idly in her lap and pressed them to his lips. Mother of my Jesus, he said, Thou knowest how I came to Jerusalem that I might search for Titus, and how that he hath entered into paradise, where he shall abide for evermore with him who we love. Yet his mother knoweth not where he is. Then he told her all that had happened, and how Malchus had said, Let his mother remain in ignorance of the thing. She hath enough to bear. And Mary turned the solemn radiance of her eyes upon him, as he knelt beside her, awaiting her answer. She must no longer remain in ignorance she said at length thou must tell her and no other go my son and she rested her hand for a moment on his bowed head in silent blessing in the room overlooking the terrace in the house of caiaphas the sunshine flickered as cheerily as of yore the fountain plashed the birds sang joyously and the odor of lilies was wafted in on every passing breeze yet the face of its mistress sad the work had slipped from her idle fingers her eyes were heavy with unshed tears she looked up as one of her maidens entered and made obeisance before her. What wilt thou, Reba? she said wearily. Most noble lady, replied the maid, there is a lad waiting in the court of the household. He would see thee and speak with thee. I told him that it could not be, but he was importunate and refused to go away until he had seen thee. Thou shouldst not have told him that it could not be, until thou hadst consulted my pleasure, said Anna. Bring the lad into my presence. The maiden bowed humbly and went away. Presently she returned. Here is the lad, most noble lady, she said. Then obeying a motion of her mistress's hand, she went away, leaving the two alone. Stephen regarded the lady before him with awe. The mother of his Titus. How should he tell her? How should he begin? Anna saw his embarrassment. Her heart went out toward the lad. The earnest and loving regard in his eyes stirred her strangely. What wilt thou? She said very gently, with one of her rare smiles. Stephen knew that smile. It was the smile of Titus himself. Drawing nearer, he said in a low tone, which trembled with the depth of his feeling, Thou art the mother of my Titus. I am come to tell thee of him. He is no longer on earth. He is in paradise. Nay, I know not what thou means, said Anna. Yet she too trembled. Who is thy Titus? He is thy son. His name was David. When the mother heard that name, she gave a sharp cry. Tell me, she gasped, tell me all. And Stephen, in his own simple fashion, told her all the short, sad story of Titus. Nay, mother of my Titus, weep not, he said beseechingly when he had finished. For is it not well with him? Had he not the promise of the master, which hath never failed? Is he not safe? Is he not blessed? In paradise. In paradise, yes moaned the mother but i i am on earth and i know not whether i shall ever be with him 
thou shalt be with him one day if thou dost believe in jesus who died and hath risen from the dead said stephen solemnly upon hearing this anna raised her head what meanest thou she whispered that jesus hath come forth from the tomb where they laid him cold and dead after that he was crucified said stephen in joyous triumph that he is alive with mine own eyes i have seen him and i have heard his voice and if he liveth we shall live also moreover he hath said that it is his will that we should be with him where he is thou shalt see thy son again the father is merciful anna made no reply she arose and hastily wrapping herself in a mantle and veil which lay upon the divan near at hand said tremulously i must see the mother of jesus take me to her and the two passed out into the street the haughty lady following humbly after stephen all the way till they reached the abode of mary then came they into the place where mary was and when the mother of titus saw her she gave a great and bitter cry and fell upon her neck weeping stephen went softly away and left the two women together after a time they called for him and he came into their presence trembling he saw the face of anna that it shone through her tears with joy even as the sun sendeth forth its strong beams through the clouds heavy with storm and his heart grew light in his bosom come hither my son said mary gently and he drew near and the mother of titus gazed upon him long and earnestly thou wert nearest and dearest to him while he was upon the earth she said at length i would that thou couldst be with me for ever yet that may not be and she turned to mary with a tender smile i would not take thee from her yet thou must be a son to me also for thou wert his brother and rising she drew the lad to her side and kissed him solemnly upon his forehead and so it happened that stephen found yet another friend one that loved him all the days of his life but full of triumph and joy and usefulness as was this life upon earth it was not long the world was not worthy of him and god took him to himself after that he had revealed to him his glory while he was yet in the flesh end of chapter thirty two recording by sarah swart